I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I have been sitting here in my big, manly, black leather puppet chair in my living room doing these podcasts for quite a while now. Of course, quite a while for me isn't the same as it is for an archaeologist. My lady wonder wench is interested in archaeology. And I figure that's good for me because I am hoping that she will get more interested in me as I get older. (laughs) As Big Louie, the head guy of our Louie Louie generation always says, quote, grow old, not dim. And if you have any moving parts left, for heaven's sakes, move them. (laughs) I realized in the fifth grade that men and women have different moving parts. See, when summer vacation came around in the fourth grade, all the boys and girls were pretty much the same. You know, we went uh, our various ways. But in September, at the start of fifth grade, the girls came back a foot taller. (laughs) It was like they went to summer bosom and giggles camp. And the fact that they were a foot taller meant that our eyes were cruelly positioned at bosom level. And we weren't ready for it. Matter of fact, some of us are still not ready for it. And as soon as the girls saw what effect they were having on the guys, they put that giggle training to good use. That's what happens when puberty strikes girls. When puberty strikes boys, we lose control. We lose control of our voices. We lose control of our eyebrows. And we lose control of our private parts. (laughs) We, We get erections that last for roughly three years. I think that's why we carry girls' books for them, because it gives us something to hold in front of us. That hasn't happened to me for a while, but just in case, I always stay close to the bookshelf when my lady wonder wench walks into the room wearing just her two-piece, which is what I call her bedroom slippers. Now, where's the justice in that? You know, guys are betrayed by our own private parts. It doesn't work that way with women. See, their private parts are all inside where private parts belong. They don't even say the word private parts. They just say down there. I remember saying down there, too, but my private parts just ignored me. Down there. The guys in the white lab coats have gone over to the side of the very correct forces for good in the community, too, because the guys in the white lab coats tell us that we have sex, guys have sex, in order to pass our genes down to the next generation. They say women have sex because they're looking for men who will protect them and their children. They claim that men look for beautiful young women because we want to have healthy, good-looking children. Horse buckets. Women look for rich rock stars, and men look for women who are on the pill. I have, I have passed my genes down to entirely too many generations, and I have often earnestly prayed that my genes drown in their own little pools before they take a liking to an egg. I think my lady wonder wench has often joined me in that prayer.
the tales, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's disturbing to your genes out your other ear and you can calm down and chill out. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that while mating, a hummingbird's wings sometimes get all the way up to 200 beats per second. And from personal experience, I would guess the prettier the chick, the faster the wings go. Alright, if the answer is, you will inhale a bee, what is the question? If the answer is, you will inhale a bee, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. Statisticians tell us that the odds of an American being injured by a toilet seat are 1 in 6,500. Unless you're a guy and you leave the toilet seat up and your girlfriend falls in at 3 a.m., in which case the odds improve drastically. And also about 8,000 Americans are injured by musical instruments each year. I was trying to figure that one out. And I realized that 7,999 of them must be well-endowed ladies who are playing accordions. If the answer is, you will inhale a bee... The question is, what happens to people who spend all day smelling the roses? You will inhale a bee. All right, Big Louie says, when it comes to smelling roses, you should back pedal a little. <laughs> Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot... Available at Amazon or the Spoken Word Story CDs at DickSummer.com. Please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too. You would be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. You know, the only way a guy can find out if a woman is feeling romantic is by speaking to her quietly and zooming in for a kiss. And sometimes that works. And sometimes she just giggles and turns her head aside, which leaves the guy with his nose in her hair licking her ear. That is not romantic. And then they giggle. They don't say things like, let's go to bed and have sex. And why not? Sometimes it's a religious problem. I understand that. And some some women are religious to the point of human sacrifice, which is essentially the same as celibacy. And then, of course, some women don't need words. Like the lady in this story from my Bedtime Stories CD. Some nights aren't made for sleeping, and this is one of those nights. You're married to a man who doesn't talk very much about what he does while he's gone all night. But you have your ways of finding out. You didn't tell him that you knew that he picked up a prostitute last week. And when she tried to rob him, he got into a gun battle with four other men. You found out that one man stuck a shotgun into his belly and pulled the trigger, and the gun misfired. Your husband shot the man and two of his friends. Fourth man got away, but he found out where your husband works, and he sent a letter promising to kill him this week. You've been married almost 15 years, and you know he's no saint. You certainly know that, but you love him, and he loves you and the three kids. You never tell when you find out about these things. You understood the kind of man he was when you married him, 
You were a beauty in those days. When you remember to stand up straight and smile, you can still turn a few heads. And he was strong and funny and crazy in love with you. There was always a touch of sharp steel about him under all that charming little boy way that he had. And you knew that he had a temper, but he was always very protective of you. And then later, of the kids. You just never thought it would come to this. Money's a little tight these days, but you get by pretty well. It's a still pretty nice middle-class neighborhood you live in here in the city. Days are fine. It's just the nights have been getting more and more restless over the last few years. Just about an hour to go and he should be coming home. You have a lot to do in the morning. You've been driving the school bus for a few extra dollars. You know you're going to be tired. But you also know it won't matter. You're going to wait up just this one more hour. In fact, you think maybe you'll fix your hair and put on a little lipstick. And then when he walks in that door, you're going to remember to stand up straight and smile. You're going to seduce him right out from behind that gold police detective badge that he's so proud of. friend, New York City Police Detective Lieutenant Billy McGrory and his wife. His wife waited up for him many nights, then one night stretched into the next morning, and the phone call that she was dreading came. <laughs> Billy was a piece of work. He called me one night when I was on the air at WNBC, and he, he started describing a gruesome bloody murder scene that he was investigating. And I, I said, hey, you know, why are you telling me this, Billy? And he said, well, the radio was on, and guess who they were listening to? You. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Billy. Quiet Man's Woman is from my Bedtime Story Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Bedtime Stories icon on the homepage. Look, I don't want to be unfair to the ladies. You know, being a lady can be dangerous. I have to admit, there are strange guys out there. Some guys show up for a date smelling bad. Other guys show up smelling a little too good. Some guys want a girl who knows how to clean fish. Some guys take a girl to a diner and call the waitress sweetie, and then they duck under the table when a cop walks in. Other guys duck under the table when a woman you've never met walks in, and then he tries to pretend he just wanted to massage your legs. 
And some guys do weird things because that's what his Rice Krispies told him to do when he poured milk over them in the morning. Some women like guys who go for walks in the rain. You can tell, you know, you read the, the personals. I like a guy who wants to go for walks in the rain. I would say, ladies, you should stay away from any guy who looks out the window, sees it's pouring, and says, let's go for a walk. Makes no sense to me. Life can be tough on both sexes as time goes along, that's for sure. But you got to remember what Big Louie always says. Grow old, but not dim. And if you have any moving parts left for crying out loud, move them. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.